Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The battle was already won. Say amen. Verse 51 tells us that David cut off Goliath's head. At this point, David has removed any question as to whether Goliath is going to get up again. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they took off running. Verse 54, go ahead and look at there. David took the head of Goliath and he brought it to Jerusalem. Now, question. Let me ask you a question. At what point did Goliath die? At what point? When did David kill him? You might say when the stone went into the forehead. You might say when David cut off his head. I would say no to both of them. That's not when he killed him. That's not when the battle was won. The battle was won. David killed Goliath. Look at verse 40. David killed Goliath. I want you to notice the Bible tells us The last few words of verse 40, and he drew near to the Philistine. Goliath was a dead man when David took the first step. Y'all ain't following me, are you? Come on, I'm going to wait till you clap your hands. We're going to do it right. When he took the first step, the rest is history because the battle was the Lord's. David was the instrument that the Lord used. Now watch this. David is a great picture of Jesus. David was the anointed one. Jesus was the anointed one. David was the sent one. David was sent by his father. Jesus was sent by his heavenly father. David was a scorned one. He was treated with scorn and ridiculed by his brothers. Jesus, don't you know? He came to his own and his own did not receive him. David was the saving one. David defeated Goliath and all of Israel was victorious. Jesus died on the cross, buried in a borrowed tomb, rose again the third day and defeated Satan, giving us the victory. David is a type of or a picture of Jesus. And let me in our remaining time. Get your pen, get your pen, get your pad. You at home, get your pen, get your pad. I want to give you five lessons to take away from chapter 17. Five lessons or five takeaways from chapter 17. Number one, number one. You ready? Number one. You ready? Say, I'm ready. Facing giants is intimidating. Yes, it is. Giants by definition Anything enormous, threatening, or intimidating. That's the definition. A giant is any situation in your path blocking you from God. Anything that detracts or 
detours or, or drains our focus or passion from God. A job can be a giant. A boyfriend or a girlfriend that God doesn't want you to have can be a giant. Anything can be a giant. Hey, let's th- those are outward giants. Let's talk about inward giants. What about the inward giants? Uh, things like doubt, unbelief, uh, fear, uh, 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 greed, jealousy, critical spirit, discouragement, abandonment, abuse, addiction. A giant can be anything in your life that's causing you to fear and to cower and be intimidated. Anything that causes you to run and hide is a giant, can be a giant. So giants, number one, are intimidating. Here's number two. Number two, David, watch this. He needed Goliath, and we need our Goliaths. Y'all follow me? We need our Goliath. Why? Because I've said this many times, the Christian life is a battleground, not a playground. And real soldiers, listen to me, real talk. Real soldiers grow up on the battlefield. There's nothing like war that will turn a boy to a man. Nothing like spiritual warfare that will turn a weak Christian into a strong Christian. Turn a weak Christian into a mature Christian. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Turn a weak Christian into a mature Christian. Let me tell you something. The best times for you to grow is when you're going through something. Don't get me wrong. It ain't fun. Nobody likes trials. Huh? And if you like trials, something's very wrong with you. Okay, nobody likes to go through stuff and, and nobody likes to suffer. Jesus said and the word says that all who live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Nobody wants to go through anything and it's never fun. But I'll tell you what, it always yields fruit. And you always grow up. None like spiritual warfare to grow you up and strengthen you as a, as a Christian and make you mature. And I'll tell you something, you'll never grow until you dare to face that Goliath. I'm talking to somebody. You will never grow until you dare to face that Goliath. I'll tell you something else. Goliath never leaves on his own. Amen, baby. Goliath never leave on his own. You know, the Bible tells us, it's actually right about verse 16. And the Bible tells us, that Goliath came back mocking, in verse 16, Goliath came back mocking twice a day, every day, for 40 days. Now, you want to do a great study? Do a study on the number 40 throughout the scriptures. That's really interesting. You can create a whole Bible study on the number 40. Goliath came back every day, twice a day, for 40 days. So, Goliath never leaves until you kill him. Question. What are you battling? Are you in a battle? That's a question. Every Christian should be battling something. That's right. When you became a Christian, you signed up for active duty. You entered the war zone. There's a war going on. Don't y'all understand? What's going on in our country today? There's a war going on. There's a battle going on. And right now we need Christians praying. We don't need the church dividing. Somebody, come on, clap those hands and say, Pastor Ron, that's right. You at home, 
We don't need the church dividing and turning on one. Don't y'all understand that's the devil, that's the enemy causing the church to turn on each other. And who cares about your political position? Yeah, I said it. Who cares about what you think? The church is not about politics. This is the church of Jesus Christ. These are, this is the people that God died for. And we can't allow the world to tear down something that God has built. He said that the enemy, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against. And that's for us as believers to make sure that doesn't happen. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Uh Uh-huh, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, there's a war. That's my point. There's a war going on. And watch this. The natural result of a battle and the natural result of warfare is scars. You can't go through a battle and not have scars. That's just the way it is. Y'all know I'm from Philadelphia. I'll tell you quick. I'm from Philadelphia. And when I was growing up, you know, we, they had gangs everywhere in the city. In the inner city, you know how it is. And uh, my mom would send me to the store down on the corner for a loaf of bread or some milk or something or get my hair cut. I remember I get, that's when I had hair. Yeah, I did. It was, it was back then. My mom gave me a buck. Haircut was a buck. And she used to always tell us, my mom was, she, she was really into haircuts, boy. She'd give me a dollar. She'd say, go get a haircut, boy. You look dirty. You know what I'm talking about? You look dirty. Go get a haircut. So going to the store, going anywhere off your block, you had to deal with the gangs and they would come on. They want to take your money. And they, they would try to intimidate you, them Goliaths. Try to intimidate you. I'd be like, you ain't taking my money. Now we're going to beat you up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to beat you up. Yeah. But you know what? Here's my deal. I was like, yeah, you're going to beat me. You probably will beat me up. But you're going to know you've been in a fight. I'm like, like look, you ain't gonna, I ain't going to lay there while you beat me up. That's for sure. Y'all acting all spiritual, you know. Y'all are worse than me. Because when you're in a battle, when you're in warfare, I don't care what kind of warfare, whether it's a physical warfare or a spiritual warfare, whatever kind of warfare, there's going to be scars. That's a natural result. Can I read you something? Probably one of the most beautiful poems I've ever heard. And some of y'all Calvary Chapel know what I'm about to read, right? Amy Carmichael. She wrote, listen, Hast Thou No Scars, the title. She wrote, Hast Thou No Scars, No Hidden Scar on Foot or Side or Hand? I hear these psalms mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy bright ascendant star. Hast Thou No Scar? Hast Thou No Wound? Yet I was wounded by the archer spent, leaned against me, leaned against the tree to die and rent by ravening beasts that compassed me. I swoon. Has thou no wound? No wound? No scar? Yes, says the master, shall the servant be, and pierced are the feet that follow me. But thine are whole. Can he have followed far who has no wound? No scar? Following Jesus, we end up with battle scars. Because we're in a warfare, the Christian life of the soldier is full of warfare, giants and battles and scars. Take away number three. I'm almost done. Write it down. Doing battle is lonely. Doing battle is lonely. 
Come on, say it with me. Doing battle is lonely. Your Goliaths are your Goliaths. Your Goliaths are not my Goliaths. And my Goliaths are not yours. Your Goliaths are your, your battles are your battles. They are for you. For you and the Lord to fight together. Not your pastor. Not your counselor. Not your homie. Not your BFF. Not your social media platform. Somebody say amen. They can't fight the battle for you. They can stand behind you and encourage you and cheer you on. But you need to cross the battle line with Jesus doing battle is lonely. Number four, trusting God is stabilizing. Facing giants is intimidating. Number one, we need our Goliaths. Number two, doing battle is lonely. Number three, number four, trusting God is stabilizing. It's amazing how calm David was. David hadn't read the story and he didn't know the outcome. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Number five, don't listen. And finally, don't listen to the experts. Say amen. Don't listen to the polls. Saul said, you're a kid. How are you going to fight? I'm an experienced man of war. Listen, don't listen to people. Because if you listen to people, people will talk you right out of a blessing. Am I right about it, y'all? Well, you don't have this and you don't have that. And how's this going to work and how that's going to work? You know, 25 years ago, I told some friends that we were going to move to North Carolina. We didn't have a job. There was no reason to come here. I'd never been to Raleigh in my life. The only thing I knew about Raleigh was Andy Griffith. And, and, and what, what was his, uh, what's his little uh, uh, assistant? Barney, Barney, Barney Rubble. I'm Barney Fife, Barney Fife. Amen. I love me some Barney Bubble, though. Don't y'all hate? Love me some Barney. And uh, we didn't know. We didn't know. We had no money. Remember, honey? We had no money. We had nothing. And God, we had nothing. God told us to have five consecutive garage sales. Well, we didn't have garage sale. We actually had a house sale. We just opened the front door. And, you know, they put the garage sale. You put everything out. We didn't do that. We sold everything we had. Opened the front door and said, anybody come in? Make a, make a bid. What do you want? We sold the kitchen table. We sold the beds. We sold everything. Those were the days where plastic plants were popular decorating items. Remember that? People were like, those plants on the wall, yep, take that, how much, whatever you want to give me. We sold everything. We loaded up, and we drove here. And a lot of people told us, they were like, what are you going to do? I don't know. Where are you going to live? I don't know. How are you going to eat? Oh, we're going to eat. Hallelujah, glory to ya. <laughs> Why you cut that camera like that? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. And, then, you know, people will talk you right out of a blessing. See, you got to know that God's speaking to you. You got to know that you know, and you got to be willing to follow the Lord. Somebody say amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. And, and it, was, it was pretty extreme. Look, we, I often think, and I've often said, we were following the Lord like white knuckle, God, whatever you want. And I always knew this, Pastor Jim, I always knew this. 
that if we came here and God did a work through us, we were going to be really, really, really blessed and successful, if you will, successful with a church, or we're going to be living in Raleigh Rescue Mission. It was that extreme. Am I right about it, honey? I ain't making this up. So you got to be willing to follow the Lord and you can't let people talk you out of what God wants. And don't get here. I'm almost done. Don't get caught in the paralysis of analysis. And you know, you better write that down. The paralysis of analysis. Well, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, if we do this, well, I've seen so many people that God wanted to do something really, really awesome in their life. But they let the paralysis of analysis move them right away from the blessings of God. Every single one of us, God wants to do a great work in our lives. And God is not looking for people who are qualified. Listen to me close. I'm almost done. God is not looking for people who are qualified. God is looking for people who are available, sir. God is looking for people who would just say, here am I, send me. A lot of us want to say, here am I, send them. Don't wave at me. You know I'm right about it. Here, my Lord, send them. Hey, wait. Oh, 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 oh. That's a great thing, but use them. God is not looking for ability. He's looking for availability. 1 Corinthians 1.26. I am almost done. For you see your calling, brethren. There are not many wise according to the flesh and not many Mighty and not many noble are called, but God, are you looking at it, has chosen the, come on, foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen, come on, the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. God uses a lot of unqualified folk because God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies those who are called. Hmm? Hmm. Am I right about it? When God called me and God called you, God wasn't looking for the most educated and the best looking and the best speaker and the one who has all the right words. Listen, I'm proof of that. Don't y'all say amen. Someone's like, oh, yeah, we already know that. I, I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't even a good student in school. I, I don't think, I didn't go into ministry calling myself and thinking that I had something to offer. I didn't have anything to offer. I'm from Philadelphia. I was a street kid from Philly. And my father sold drugs and I started doing drugs when I was nine years old. And I did them all my life, all the way through till I got saved at the age of 21. And I, I don't even remember junior high and high school. And a lot of things that people learned in junior high and high school, I didn't learn them until after I became a Christian and started teaching the Bible. And then God kind of brought me into my own little seminary. But I wasn't qualified. God will use anybody. He'll use somebody like me. I am like the last person on the whole earth. I... I go home, even now, go to the old block. You know, you knock on the door because you ain't seen these people in like 20, 30 years. Hey, hi. Hey, Miss Gloria. How you doing? So, Rodney? Is that your Rodney? Boy, you grew into that head, didn't you? Because I had a really big head when I was young. 
It was like super big. They used to call me Waterhead. Kids are awful. Kids are awful. Awful. Awful children. Rodney, is that you? Yeah, Miss Gloria, how you doing? What you doing, boy? Well, I'm a pastor now. You a what? I'm a pastor. No way. And that's, that's what I say. No way. And that's why I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what somebody told me, nor something I read in a book. I'm telling you what I know, that God will use anyone who says, God, here am I. Whatever you want to do, I'm a blank slate. Whatever you want, Lord, write whatever story you want on the tables of my heart and do with my life as you will choose. God will use you, I promise you. He doesn't need you to get qualified. Nothing wrong with cemetery. I mean, seminary. Nothing wrong. I like that one. Am I right about it? Before we came to Christ, many of us, our lives were in the bottom of a bottle. Before we came to Christ, it was drugs. Before we came to Christ, we were dancing. Some of us are not with the stars. Are you following me? Before Christ, you didn't have friends. You didn't get invited to the party. The world chooses their team and they start with the best. God chooses his team and he starts with losers God picks the weak. You know, we're all losers. You a loser. Yeah. I don't mind being a loser for Jesus. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I don't mind being a loser. You ain't, shoot. You ain't insulting me. That's a compliment, actually. God picks the weak for his team. The world picks the best for their team. God chooses not many. Notice it doesn't say, it didn't say not any is said not many noble, not many strong. God does things different. And can I tell you something? The foolishness of God is wiser than the wisest man. The foolishness, y'all need to get the, the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisest man. Your greatest asset is availability and Willingness. I know many gifted and talented Christians who are useless to God because they're not willing and they're not available. David was willing to face the giants and God used him in a great way. Faith is not talking about the giant. Faith is not analyzing the giant or praying about the giant. Big talk will never slay Goliath. Faith is saying, God, I'm little, I'm ruddy, I'm small. God, I don't have much to offer. All I have is a slingshot and a stone. God, most of the time, I'm in a valley of discouragement and depression. God, I'm in a valley of fear most of the time. But God, if, if you want, you can use me. With the little bit I have, because little becomes much when you place it in the Father's hand. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Am I right about it? Our God is great. Somebody say amen. Our God is awesome. And God does big things with little people. I love it. Y'all clap your hands and say amen. Worship team, come on. Lord, we love you, saints. Come on, stand to your feet. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, for all of these lessons and all of the 
things that we have learned from these great Bible stories, we thank you for them. And Lord, we're asking you to continue to use us. Listen, every head bowed, every eye closed. Just real quick, real quick. Those are your home, real quick. You say, Pastor Rodney, that, that really spoke to me. There's something that I need to be doing for God. And, and, and I, that, that sermon just encouraged me to do it. But Pastor, I want you to pray for me. Uh, just, uh, am I talking to you? I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand right now. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm just going to pray for you. And those of you at home, just, just let me pray for you as well. Maybe you're on Facebook. Just type in, pray for me, Pastor. I'll see it after service. Pray for me. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to continue to use your people. Lord, with every hand that is lifted throughout this sanctuary, every heart lifted at home, Lord, touch your people. And may we, Lord, in many cases, stop praying about it. Lord, and just take that step. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.